in, in some countries, the authority is performing the death penalty in public, till today. This is fact. So some countries are executing some criminals in public in certain time, certain day, in front of everyone. So this is fact. The coming is imagination. So imagine someone is kneeling down and waiting to be dead, executed, by cutting his head off. And just before the death penalty to be executed, someone is coming, cutting off the silence of the crowd and saying, I will die instead of this guy. This is innocent and I will take penalty for me. I will die. The people say, like, how come? He is a criminal. He said, no, I will put my life instead of him. Then the anti, the criminal, let him go and that innocent gentleman is kneeling down and take the death penalty. What is the feeling and the emotions of that guy who sat free? He was supposed to die and someone else died on his behalf. What can he do for that gentleman who died to save his life? Keep that thought in your head. So today what happened is our Lord stayed the whole day almost teaching the people the secret of God's kingdom. And he, today was the last time he entered the temple. He shared lots of thoughts around the second coming, the destruction of Jerusalem, and lots of parables like the ten virgins and the wedding of the son of the king. And the church is stressing that today God is opening his arm and inviting everyone. Some people will accept and some people will not accept his invitation. So in the first hour of the evening readings, you see like Ezekiel is telling us that the heart is not pure and should be purified by God. And Matthew highlighting that we must wear the wedding garment to be eligible to enter the heaven. And if not, will be cast out. Third hour... Amos is telling us that God rejecting Jewish offering because it was not pure, it was not holy. And Matthew is saying, the Lord insisting that we should be watchful servant. Sixth hour, the prophecy from Jeremiah told us that God people forsake him and went for foreign gods. And Matthew highlighting the ten virgins and again to be watchful. Nine hours, Hosea mentioned that Israel divided their hearts between God, the true God, and other gods. And Matthew is highlighting that the nation brought the blood of the righteous prophets on them. And finally, in the 11th hour, we saw the wisdom of Solomon talking, talking about the wisdom. And the wisdom is Christ. That's why he said, Christ, or the wisdom that moves everywhere, and evil cannot overcome wisdom. And the gospel of the 11th hour from John, and only three verses. And I will pick only one word from the three verses to meditate, to meditate in a few minutes. And the Passover of the Jews was near. 
And many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover. And the word is the Passover. And I think every one of us remembers the story of the Passover. It is mentioned and written in detail in one of the famous chapters of the Bible, Exodus 12. Exodus 12, all of us should read it several times, like Genesis 22, like Isaiah 53, John 10, and other famous chapters. It's very central in the, in the Bible. So what happened is the Lord asked Moses and Aaron, he said, on the tenth day, every household take a lamb, keep it to the day 14 of the month, the 14th day, and on the day of 14, every household will kill that lamb, take the blood, and put it on the doorpost and the lintel. And I will pass at night, and whoever does not have that sign on the door will be killed. And whoever has that sign of blood, I will pass and he will get life. If you read Exodus 12 and you compare it with the life of our Lord Jesus Christ, you will be astonished with all the details there. Require a retreat, not a few minutes. But I will give you like a hint about the detail in that. So, when God instructed the, the, the children of Israel, do not eat the lamb like raw, you have to put it in fire. And he repeated that twice in the chapter 12. was referring to the fire of pain that our Lord Christ will go through that. That's why in some of the old icons, you see, like... On down the cross, you see the, like, the skull, you see the spear, but you see a little fire. And it's, it's a symbol of what's happened for the lamb. And also, he, he told the children of Israel, nobody is leaving the house till the morning. You should under that protection from the night to the morning. And he is repeating this for us today. You should be under this protect, protection till you leave this life to go to the morning of the eternal life. When you ask anyone, what does it mean the Passover? First meaning comes to life, he said, because the children of Israel passed from the land of bondage into the freedom. And that's correct, but actually it's only one meaning. There is one other meaning very important. So if you read chapter 12, the Lord said exactly this, he said, and it shall be when your children say to you, what do you mean by this service? You keep a lamb on the day 10th of the month, on the day 14, you kill it, you put the blood. So what do you mean by that? Why you are doing this? You shall say, it is the Passover sacrifice of the Lord who passed over. The Lord who passed over the houses of the children of Israel in Egypt, when he struck the Egyptian and delivered our household. So actually, the first meaning of the Passover that the Lord himself passed over the houses. Because this is happening before the exodus from Egypt, right? So that was the first meaning. The Lord himself passed over, and when he saw the blood, the, the blood sign, he said, no judgment. This is salvation. And he, he left. In chapter 13, 
that is saying again, the second meaning, and he said, So it shall be when your son asks you in the time to come, saying, What is this that you shall say to him? By the strength of the hand of the Lord, he brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of the bondage. So the second meaning is we went from the land of bondage into the land of freedom. And actually, if you apply this our, to our Lord in this week, He passed over every one of us and He took judgment and death and He gave life. Exactly like what I started with. I supposed to be killed and He said, No, I will die on your behalf. You will live. And He gave eternal life. That's why everyone in Jesus Christ will not see death. Because it's impossible that you see death while you are inside the life itself. And I'm talking about eternal life, not the physical death. That's why when someone is departing, the church is saying, it's not death. It's departure. There's no death anymore. He took it already by the sign of the blood. He saw that and he said, this house will get Life, not this. And the second meaning, when he passed over us, we passed from the bondage of sin into the freedom. So the two meanings applying in our life. He passed, give life, and we passed with him. You see that meaning very clear in the Samaritan woman. He went himself, so the Lord passed. Instead of the judgment, she was a sinner. He gave life. And she herself went from the life of sin into the life of holiness and after that the life of evangelism even. And you see that in even in the prodigal son and the blind man and everyone. When Christ is really touching the life, we change. That's why again into what I started was I think if someone did that for me, he gave me life at the last moment. I deserve death. I think I will, put his, I will put his picture and photo in my wallet, in my room. Every day I will remember him. And every day I will ask myself what I can do for him, for his family, for his children if he has. What can I do? My life will not be the same again. I will remember that forever. Every day, every week, every year. My behavior would be changed. Because someone did some, something extraordinary for me. He gave me life. This is exactly what our Lord gave every one of us. We didn't deserve life because we are sinners. And if you are saying, I'm not a sinner, show me your thoughts every day. Show me your hearts. Show me your minds. Show me your devices. Show me what you have seen over the last few years. Show me what you said to others. Show me the hatred in your heart, the jealousy, the backbiting for your brothers and sisters. Show me that if you admit you are not a sinner. But in reality, as the Bible said, all of us are a sinner. But the hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, that's why St. Paul said in Corinthians Verse 5-7, he said, For indeed Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed 
for us. Interesting, in Genesis, when Adam and Eve sinned, God gave them a skin like to cover them. And most probably the father saying it's coming from like a sacrifice. Sacrifice for Adam, then he like gave him that skin, sacrifice for Eve. Then in the Exodus 12 was one lamb, one sacrifice for the household. And in Yom Kippur or the Atonement Day, Yom Al-Kaffara, one sacrifice for the whole nation of Israel. But in John 1:29, when John saw our Lord Jesus Christ, he said, this is the Lamb of God who will bear the sin of the whole world, our Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope that you enjoy that meaning and when you go home, read Exodus 12 in details till Friday and really it's amazing when you understand what happened on the cross. That's why you see our Lord Jesus Christ behind the door because he is the reason for our life and glory be to God forever. Amen.